BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with OCR Bunny and OCR Strong. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, Mike with BeastNet here and today I've got with me Jessica Thompson. Jessica, let the listeners know real quick who you are. Uh, I'm Jessica Thompson uh, from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I am a cancer survivor. I run OCR races with a uh, team More Heart Than Scars. I actually just got back running solo from Montana um, this past weekend. You know, just kind of living life one day at a time right now. So <laughs> very, very that is that's amazing. Now you just did did Montana solo. How was that? Because usually this is one of the first years I really missed Montana. I usually go to Montana, but this year I was like, I chose to do a different race instead. So uh, how was it? it? It was my first mountain race. So it was definitely an experience. Um, my body wasn't ready for it, but <laughs> my mindset otherwise, I definitely had to really, really push myself. By the end of the super, I was really questioning whether or not I had enough to get through the sprint. <laughs> like, I did, did all three races this weekend, but yes, I, I pushed through, got the sprint done and it was, it was quite an accomplishment. That, that is brutal. I, I did the, I did the trifecta weekend in Montana last year mm-hmm. uh, and that, that was brutal. So, but I, 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 I did my own pain on that one. Cause somebody was stupid and told me they didn't think I can do an entire trifecta wearing a 20 pound rock. So, oh my. <laughs> so I chose Montana as the one that, Oh yeah, that'll be no problem. Yeah. That was dumb choice. <laughs> I, I don't wish that on anyone. Don't ever do that. It was not fun. Um, <laughs> So I even, I did the obstacles with the rock on too, which made it even more. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. (laughs) Yeah. I I like stupid challenges. Um, So we all love more heart than scars. We all, we all have you done, you've done, so you've done races with more heart than scars. Yes. Yes. Now you said you're a cancer survivor. Do you have any lasting effects after that, that have made it more difficult for you to be able to do Spartans? Um, It has. Um, so, like, because uh, I went through immunotherapy, mm-hmm. um, which it's a kind of chemo, but it's not chemo, but it has similar side effects. Um, so it, it kind of beats your body down. And through that whole treatment stuff, um, obviously um, not being able to do anything, uh, I've gained a little bit of weight and, you know, not being able to physically do anything without feeling sick uh, really really you know put a damper on my body um so it made it really really rough um so trying to get like my endurance back I'm just now after two years of being off a of treatment I'm just now starting to get my strength back I'm starting to build my endurance back up but like I still every once in a while still feel sick um, you know, uh, the weather still plays a factor in it. If it's too hot, um, I, I gotta make sure I get to a cool place. Um, so it, it's still, there are still side effects there, but I mean, any for cancer treatment, you're never going to feel the same. Um, yeah. it's just, it's how it works. Um, I'm never going to feel hundred percent, not like I was, but I can, I can push very close to trying, <laughs> Um, that's about all I can do. 
Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's amazing, though. I mean, to be able to come back from something like that, that's kind of why I ask. I know a lot of people, you know, I think people forget that they they think mm-hmm. that all of a sudden, you know, you're like everyone's like, I'm a cancer survivor. And they they think that once someone comes back from that, that they're they're 100 percent, they're back to who they were before. And I mean, it's a you you put it right on the head there where you're like, yeah, you're never going to be the, you're never going to be what you were before. There's always going to be some side effects left over from that yeah whether it be chemo or like you said immunotherapy or whatever there's going to be something done to your body that you're never going to fully get back right um, now are you immunocompromised because of the immunotherapy yeah yeah so so that, i mean and that's a whole nother avenue on top of that where you know being immunocompromised i mean we heard that a lot during covid and everything like that but even with you know spartan races stuff like that there's things you got to think about you know with the dunk walls and everything else mm-hmm. where you are touching things that other people touch you are going into that water it's like i always tell mm-hmm. everyone we, we don't need the vaccine we went to a dunk wall we've, we've been exposed to all of it you know <laughs> <laughs> but i mean and it gives you whole different you know things to worry about so mm-hmm. how do you how do you deal with all that? How, how do you deal with that mentally and, and physically to be ready for all the extras things that you have to worry about, you know, that I guess a quote unquote healthy person wouldn't have to. Um, I, I mean, I know COVID was a big thing. Um, and I kind of just put it in the back of my head, um, just kind of try to live life like a regular person. Um, not like, my immune system's kind of boosted a little more than everybody else's because of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I feel sick, but my body's fighting a little bit harder just because of it, but it doesn't make me any more immune to getting it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I still have to take precautions and stuff. I when I, when I was getting treatments, I had to, get tested every month i had to get the swab up the nose every month before i got my treatment and it was it was awful um so (laughs) yeah so i when that was done i was so glad to do that but like during the whole covid thing i i didn't leave the house i i didn't go out and do anything i was a homebody i stayed home and just kept myself because that was in my mind the smartest thing to do Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I kind of watched for myself. Um, I think everyone, I, I did go to the gym like once or twice. Um, kind of when it died down a little bit. Yeah. But so I stayed home most of the time. Kind of did just like at home stuff. Um, kind of just avoided the crowds. And it's just, it was so much easier that way than trying to constantly fight in but I, I had issues wearing the mask and stuff all the time. Like it was, I was constantly getting headaches. Like I, even now um, with hospitals and doctor's offices, you still have to wear the mask. Mm-hmm. I can't wear a mask for longer than an hour because I'll start getting severe headaches. So yeah. it's like, I got to try to be in and out as quick as possible. Yeah. And that's one of those things, you know, I mean, it's, I think that was the toughest part about COVID for a lot of people is being inside and not being able to go out and do the, mm-hmm the the workouts and the OCRs and everything that we used to do. And um, I got lucky doing it. I was running like mad. I've actually had issues since because I got sick in December and I've had issues with my lungs ever since. So, and I've been having issues trying to get back to where I was prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is tough when you can't get out and do the stuff. 
and you can't get out and do all this stuff and all your motivation is is mm-hmm. tough because it's like oh my motivation is going out with my friends and doing that and now all of a sudden it's like oh i'm at home i could go out to the garage and run in the treadmill or i could sit here and eat more potato chips and watch tv right <laughs> that, that becomes the hard part about it um so you, you did Montana, which, like I said, that is a brutal one that that is hills for days. Um, I tell everyone the, the far, hardest thing about the Montana is there's so many times it feels like you just keep going up and up and up. And then somehow you end up at the <laughs> festival and you're like, I don't remember going down as much as I went up. I, how did this work? You know, down was just as bad as going up. <laughs> there's a few of those. Um, there's a few of them. Um, there's one hill and I, I, every year there's a hill and they always put it in there and I call it the FU Steve Hill. Um, cause Steve Hammond usually sets it up and it's like this huge, just, you go straight up the side of the mountain. It's never ending. It's the second, it's like the second largest hill. Yep. It's just never ending. And then you think it's going to end and then you come over the top and you realize you're like at the halfway point and you're like, right. <laughs> and that's when you say F you Steve. And then you keep going up because Hammond's <laughs> the one that sets it up. And then you get to the top and you then just turn around and come back. There was like, there was no yeah. to this, but to go up the hill. Yeah. So anybody who did the sprint locked out because they didn't have to do that. So and they didn't how, get to experience that. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was, uh, you know, last year. It was the the Beast and the Super Bowl had it. And then the Sprint, they're mm-hmm. like, this isn't on the Sprint. And I'm like, yes. You know. Yes. I, I said the same thing. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I could run this hill for the third time. <laughs> My legs would've. about had it. I would have, <laughs> yes. But <laughs> even but if I had did. to crawl, I would I would have gone up the hill one way or another. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. Oh, that, that one was brutal. So how many have you done? How many Spartans have you done now? Uh, total? Mm-hmm. I think I'm up to, after this weekend, maybe 27 total Spartans. Nice. Now, did you do Spartans before the cancer diagnosis or was it something that started out? Um, so before the cancer diagnosis, I had only run three. I had done one trifecta prior to the cancer diagnosis. Um, and it, which was funny because um, before that, my first experience with Spartan was actually really bad because um, I had lived in Pittsburgh and I was doing, well, they were considered the Ohio or Pittsburgh, Ohio. Um, so that was, I believe it was 2018. Mm-hmm. And that venue was moved like three times. So the first one wasn't bad, it was the Beast. Um, it was the second two, it was the Sprint and the Super. So when they moved the venue, it was the Super and Sprint, and it was just multiple laps over and over. So the Super was five laps, and the Sprint was three laps. Yeah. And oh. at the end of that, I was like, I'm never running a Spartan again. <laughs> I could see that. And yeah. Um, and then... I've run, I've run Savages. Savage is probably my, by far my favorite. Um, I've always had uh, a love for the Savage race. Um, my very first race was actually the Run for Your Life zombie run. Um, nice. That's actually what started it. Because <laughs> um, I have a huge obsession with zombies. <laughs> so um, I did that one and then it led, okay, I'm going to try. Um, another obstacle course race which led to savage which was i believe it was also 2018 maybe 2017 which was mad river mountain in ohio 
in Zanesville. Yeah. Uh, of course, another mountain. <laughs> so I have a thing with mountains, apparently. Um, mountains but, Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's where I fell in love with OCR. But uh, Spartan, yeah, so they, Spartan just has more to offer um, when it comes to um, earning stuff. Yeah. It, you know, you have more to achieve with Spartan. That's so true. I mean, you do. And I mean, it's one of the things that it's really tough for like us over here on the West coast, because for whatever reason, we don't get, we don't have Savage. We don't have, Epic, mm-hmm. we don't have any of those. Um, we keep hoping for some, I'm hopefully moving farther East so that I can get closer mm-hmm. to some of them, but that's one of the big problems we have up here. And then even this, you know, I was just commenting the other day that I noticed Spartan and Tough Mudder are on the same weekend and yeah. up here in Washington, it's like they put them, <laughs> one of them but they're like three hours away from each other and mm-hmm. you get so few up here and then you put them on the same weekend like three at one in seattle one in portland mm-hmm. oh you're killing me but yeah so it, it's quite interesting you know we don't get a whole lot over here so it's always i get jealous when i hear everyone talk about all the races they have up there and i'm like oh you know I need <laughs> more here um yeah so your your love of zombies you, you would love my tattoo then my entire left calf is a huge zombie eating a microphone. Oh, nice, nice. Because when I used to game all the time, when I was a gamer, my name was Zombie. Mm-hmm. That was my okay, name. okay. And then so, when I started doing comedy and microphone and, and podcast, I, I put the two together and had a big yeah, zombie eating a microphone. I just finished my home gym, and my whole home gym is zombie themed. Nice. <laughs> so, so I I don't leave my ba- my basement now. I don't leave my gym. That's that's where I. Uh, I hang out now. <laughs> yeah, my gym's out in the garage. So I, 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 during COVID, I ended up acquiring a whole bunch of stuff and just built an entire gym because I'm like, I need to be able to work out. I built a bunch of random stuff myself too, made my own medicine balls, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, just popped a couple, a soccer ball and a basketball and filled them with sand and then duct taped them. Hey, that's <laughs> the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNetPod. So, Kenny, you know, I mean, if I get too personal, just let me know. But I just the, with the with the, the cancer diagnosis and everything else, and going through that, um, did you continue to train through that, or was it one of those things like you went through everything and then started training once you were? Or how, I mean, it, like I said, it's a very personal question. If I get too personal, let me know. I'm just kind of wondering, how did you come out of that? I know you said you're, you know. Um, so when I was first, when I was first diagnosed, um, like it, it didn't phase me right off the bat. Um, like they had, had done the biopsy and whatnot um, and then the surgery. So it didn't really like kick in like, that this is happening till I started going through the treatments. Um, Cause obviously uh, after the surgery, I kind of had to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. because I couldn't, I couldn't do like your basic workouts. I had to watch what I do. Um, so, cause I actually got yelled at for doing too much because I have a habit of doing that um, going through a surgery and then doing stuff I'm not supposed to. um but once the treatments and stuff started I was fine like the first one and then 
after like the next one, I started to feel it. Um, I did try to keep working through it, um, but as I progressed through like the treatments, as I kept going, it just, I kept feeling worse. Like I would go for walks. Um, I try to lift weights here and there, um, but sometimes if I do too much, I would get overheated mm-hmm. and I get dizzy and I'd have to stop and sit down. So it was very, very minimal. Um, and there's just days where like I wanted to do something, but I just couldn't pull myself up to do anything. It was just like, I just want to sleep, but that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so that, that was, it was very hard because like I wanted to do something and I couldn't, and when it really sucked because before moving, because this is right after we moved to Charlotte. Oh, wow. Um, and I had just dropped literally like 35 pounds. I was the healthiest I've ever been. And then all this just dropped on me. And then, you know, it's just one thing after another. And then when you're so used to being in a routine and then it just comes to a sudden stop, it really, it puts you in a, a really bad place. <laughs> uh, Cause I, I was, I was beating myself up because I couldn't do it. Yeah. I wanted to do it, but I couldn't do it. And my workout space was so limited. It was, it made it even harder. So, I mean, I tried, it was just a very, very tough process. It was, it was tough to pull myself out of that funk and at least even try. So if anything, I tried to at least go for a walk to get fresh air, but even some days that was hard. But through all this, I was working 12, 14 hour days at work. So I'm trying to work. (laughs) And I work in a warehouse. So I was loading trucks and trying to do some sort of workout, trying to do something. Mm -hmm. And it just, it wasn't working. Like I was so sick all the time. I mean, it came to a point, like there was a couple times I I went home from work with a headache. Um, I was sent home. Well, I wasn't sent home, but I went home. They told me if I had a headache that was behind my eyes, I, I needed to go home. Yeah. Um, so they ended up sending me for a brain MRI, which everything came back clear on that. So there was another day, it was like the end of my shift. And I was caught telling them, I was like, my chest was starting to hurt. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to finish my shift. I was like, we just need, can we hurry up? And um, they're like, well, we, we, we got to finish this. I was like, well, my chest is hurting. I was like, I just, just want to let you know this. I called my doctor the next morning and she's like, no, she goes, you should have went home. She, she goes, you could have gone into cardiac arrest. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know this. I just figured it was like some sort of heartburn or yeah. whatever. She goes, no, she goes, you should have gone to the ER. She goes, how are you feeling now? I was like, I'm fine today. She goes, well, next time you need, you need to we go to the emergency room like right away. Yeah. So like every little thing I had to watch. 
and it was a good thing like my supervisor like he sincerely cared like you don't get too many supervisors or any like leadership at work that actually care there's like you gotta get the job done you gotta go and he sincerely like cared he was always checking in on me and you know constantly you know sitting down talking with me making sure I was okay and so that was a huge help to get me through my shifts because it was hard and to have people constantly coming up to you every day um trying to trying to tell you how you should feel um that (laughs) there's a I couldn't tell you how many times that I was ready to snap on some people um because they would tell me, well, you need to take your vitamins. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. And I would come in and say, I'm tired. Well, sleep's overrated, this and that. And I was like, listen, you guys need to quit telling me how I should feel or tell me what I need to do. I was like, I'm about done with this. I was like, you do not understand what I'm going through. I was like, till you're in my shoes, you need to keep your mouth shut. Like I was at my breaking point. Like I kept my mouth shut for a while. And it was just to that point where I was just starting to snap on everybody. So it, and people were just like looking at me like, whoa, calm down. I was like, no, there is no calming down. I was like, you're not understanding my situation. You don't know what I'm going through. I was like, you need to think before you talk. And, you know, people don't think about that. They don't understand. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't at all. It's one of those things. I, I'll be honest. I've had this argument with my wife before. I've told her if I was ever sick, I'd no one would know. Right. And she's like, why, why wouldn't you want? And I'm like, cause they treat you differently and people don't know how to shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it sounds bad to say that, but like listening to your story, I'm like, there's why is because it's just, it is so tough. Um, cause you're in your head and you know mm-hmm. what's going on. And then you have everyone going, hey, this is how you should feel. And this is what you should do. And you're right. like, no, you're not in my shoes. I, you're not me. Back up, you know, and, and that's the hardest. I mean, I grew up, you know, some people know as a kid, I had really severe asthma. And it was one of those things I can remember, even as a kid, having everyone telling me, oh, this is what you should do for the asthma. And this is what you should do. And you should mm-hmm. do that. I'm like, I have doctors. Um, I have my medicine. Piss off. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> you can't really say that. And it's so tough. And I mean, it's so, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, to hear you explain it, and it's just like, oh, I, I you know, I, I wasn't at the level you are, you were, but I mean, mm-hmm. I can understand a piece of that. I, I can understand a little bit of how frustrating that had to have been, you know? Yeah. Well, I, and I, I had some of the people there, I mean, they were getting mad because I wasn't doing certain things. So my supervisor would explain the precepts, hey, she can't do this for this reason. If there's an issue, you can come talk to me. Yeah. And this was stressed so much, like, cause like I work on a, like in, in a grocery warehouse. Mm-hmm. So there's a cold side and there's a dry side. So going from one temperature to another really messed with me. Oh, I bet. So it was either, I told him, I was like, either start on one side or I start on the other. I was like, I can't jump back and forth. And like, I was going through a number of things. Like I I ended up in the midst of all this, I ended up with plantar fasciitis. I was out with two months for that. And um, I came back and I worked, 
I think like my first week back, I worked like half days because I just wanted to see how I felt. I was feeling pretty good. The temperature wasn't bothering me. I was going back and forth. And uh, so I went back to my first full week. And um, at one point I was like, okay, this, I, can't, I can't do this job anymore. It's, like, it's just too much. Like just physically, it's too much. And I should have said this, like it was almost a year, almost yeah. the end of my treatments. And I'm still working the same job. I pushed through the whole treatment doing the same job. Wow. And um, finally, you know, I applied for a different position in the warehouse and it was like literally my final week. And one of the leads was just giving me a bunch of shit and he was starting to write me up because I wasn't doing something he wanted, but it was already said that I can't do certain things. I've tried to do them, but he was just on my case. I went to the supervisor, I flipped out and then to find out a week later, they ended up firing him. So <laughs> if he got fired because of me, well, you need to learn to talk to your people and understand what's going on. You can't yeah. treat people like that. And he knew my situation. He knew what was going on. And he goes, he, cause he said to me, he goes, well, you said last week you were fine. I was like, that was last week. I was like, do you not understand? I'm a day to day. I can't, I can't tell you that I'm fine today and not be okay tomorrow. It's not how it works. No. Especially like going through all that, all the stuff you're putting into your body, everything else that you're supposed to be doing that to, to fix, you know, the, mm -hmm. everything. it takes a toll. And I mean, it's some days you're going to have better days than others. And I mean, I can't believe that. I can't believe people don't understand that. Sometimes it's like one of those things I hear this and I'm like, how did that guy, how did you get into a lead position and not understand how to deal with people? Mm -hmm. Now, my intention was never to get them fired. No. I just, I just wanted them off my back. But I mean, if that's what it came to, I don't know if something else happened other than him talking to me the way he did. But I mean, he knew the situation. Everybody knew the situation. I mean, even today. I still have my good days and bad days. I just, I have the strength I can push through it now compared to a year ago where it was more, I had to literally force myself. It's either I had to just lay down and just take the day or I take 10 minutes, see what I could do or just call it. You know, I couldn't, there was no, it was like, a, it was a 50, 50, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I could, I, I could imagine. I mean, and it's one of those things too, when you talk about like in the beginning, you talk about how hard it was to work out and everything, but then you're like, oh yeah. And by the way, I was working 12 hour days on top of it. It's like, no kidding. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably why it was hard to work out. I mean, you're going through all that, you're putting your body through it. And then, you know, it's, it's gotta be tough to, I mean, to even go through those 12 hour days, like you're mentioning, I mean, I'm sure there's things, you know, anybody who's ever worked in a warehouse, it's brutal. I mean, it's a lot of heavy lifting, mm -hmm. usually a lot of stuff like that. You know, like you mentioned going into, I mean, I worked years. I mean, got a mold like a long time ago <laughs> at Domino's <laughs> pizza in their warehouse. Mm -hmm. And I had to go in and out of the coolers all the time. And even being healthy, having my body regulate that temperature back and forth, you know, between mm -hmm. the coolers. I can remember in the hot days, you'd get nosebleeds. Yeah. I'm going in and out of the cold and into the hot on the, the warehouse would be like, you know, cause 
it's you know not no air conditioning in the warehouse the warehouse is like almost 100 degrees and then you walk into a 30 <laughs> degree cooler and back out yeah. and it's like you know it's just like and yeah you know, I couldn't imagine what it would be like if my body was, you know, cause I know usually when you have those kind of things, it becomes hard to regulate body temperature, mm-hmm. you know, and going in and out of those coolers and everything like that. I mean, I couldn't even imagine at all. And the one thing you were talking about, like with the heart issue, that's one thing that, you know, cause I teach CPR. Mm-hmm. So surprising that CPR classes don't talk about this. I only know it from talking to like, you know, females about it and stuff that the symptoms for like heart, a heart attack and a, you know, anything like mm-hmm. that for women is heartburn. Mm-hmm. It's like heartburn and maybe like pain, a little bit of pain in the back. The symptoms, symptoms for women is so minute. And that's like, when you were explaining that I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, Oh, that's harder. That's, uh, <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> you know, so it's like any women out there that are listening, remember that, that like, look it up. I mean, it's one of those things I've every first day class, I've never seen it mentioned, but then all of a sudden, like someone mentioned it to me one day and I looked it up and I'm like, Oh yeah. It says women pretty much heartburn. That's it. You know? And it's like, Oh, that's scary. It's, it's very scary, especially when they tell you the next day, Oh, you should have been in the ER. <laughs> you should have, you should have. I had a, I had a friend um, in one of my classes who told me that she had, gone like to lunch and came back and noticed heartburn and she's like oh well that's weird took a couple times wouldn't go away and then like an hour later all of a sudden her fitbit just went nuts and said that she was Mm -hmm. like in cardio zone and she's like i'm sitting at my desk not doing anything and her boss had known and heard that she's like go to the yard now and she went to the yard and yeah they she was in the middle of a heart attack they're like oh yeah you're having a heart attack so don't play with those heart issues and now a word from our sponsors Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. So what are your, so you you said you've done a couple with more heart than scars. What what are your plans coming up? What races do you, how are you going to push yourself? to keep going and i mean that's got to be the the hardest part like you said you're still not 100 percent. so you know doing montana which by the way kudos because that is out of all the races i've done montana and hawaii which a lot of people are surprised to hear that are the two worst beasts i've ever done that's good to know because hawaii is on my list <laughs> hawaii hawaii <laughs> will take that hill that you went up the one that i said the fuc mm-hmm. but make that like two miles long and with like where you literally are pulling yourself up the hill nice so it becomes a single track that is just brutal but i go back every year because i love it, it, it <laughs> it's gorgeous but then all of a sudden you do the super and the sprint and they're like the easiest super and sprints i've ever done because they take that the worst part of it is taken out the the beast is the only one with that but it's one of those ones like montana where you're half dead and you're like this is stupid and then you walk around a corner and all of a sudden you get this view and you're like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i have died and this is heaven because it is just amazing views so yeah but uh this is coming weekend uh i'm doing my first ultra oh Right, right. Hogs is doing that because he's, yep. but yep, he is also doing that. I will see him this coming weekend. Smack him upside the head for me at least twice. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's my first ultra effect the weekend. I am doing the whole weekend. 
I say me, me and Boggs have known each other since preschool. So slap my foot. <laughs> I'll, I'll get him a couple of times over the weekend. I promise. Right. <laughs> so, so this is going to be your first, have you done an ultra at all? No, no. Okay. So your first ultra you're going for it and going for the whole weekend. That, that absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, I've thought about it. I've done an ultra. I did an ultra last year. I did Dallas. Um, and Dallas was flat, easy. Just, I mean, it was a great ultra, but I also did have a broken rib when I did it. Cause I'm stupid oh, and don't know when to stop, but, <laughs> but it's, it's amazing to hear that you're going to do an ultra factor for your first time. And I, I'm not sure what's the elevation is Fayetteville. I, I'm not sure. They came off the map today. So I didn't actually look at it yet. Um, I mean, North Carolina, a hill in North Carolina is like, you know, nothing last time I was there. Fayetteville is, I hear a little, it's a lot flatter. Um, but if you go to Asheville, there's some hills. <laughs> I've only been to, in North Carolina, I've been to uh, Camp Lejeune. So pretty okay. much from the airport to Camp Lejeune. And I'm like, they're, they're, they're like, look at the, look at the mountain. I'm like, what mountain? That's a small <laughs> hill. What are you talking about? <laughs> so. But yeah, this, this is my first, uh, my first ultra. Um, more heart and scars did want me to do it with them because Erica Bogan is also mm -hmm. doing the ultra this weekend. Um, but this is more of a me versus me. Um, cause like I said, I, I kind of went solo this past weekend. So I, I kind of want to challenge myself to see what I can do, um, without the team kind of push myself. Um, so, uh, just more, more or less, this is more about challenging me to see what I can take, um, as fast as you get there through as fast as I can and do as much as I can, um, kind of putting my pushing my limits I guess so to speak um because this is definitely the biggest race post-cancer so it's Which definitely gonna be a big one <laughs> and that's and that's one of the things because for a lot of times I did a lot of races with teams and everything else for years and a lot of people are surprised when coming out of COVID I started signing up for competitive waves and everything mm -hmm. like what are you doing I'm like I need to challenge myself Mm -hmm. you know, I need to see what I can do. So sometimes you have to have that, like check, just step back from the team and say, I need a me versus me weekend. Mm -hmm. And I think that's amazing that you're taking it. Cause I mean, it's just, sometimes you just need that. Like, what can I do if I just take mm -hmm. everything out where I don't have somebody there? I don't have my, my, I don't want to say my crutch, but you know what I mean? My teammates there mm -hmm. to help me. If there's a problem, it's just me versus the obstacles. What mm -hmm. can I do? And that was when I coming out of COVID, that was pretty much my thought on everything. Almost every race I did, except for a couple, like I did Seattle with a group of friends. I did Montana because well, I was stupid and had a rock and did it with friends. But mm -hmm. um, I did Vegas by myself, competitive wave. Went to Dallas by myself. I ended up making friends on the, the ultra and we ended up finishing together and doing it together, but it was still, mm -hmm. I went with nobody. I went had one mm -hmm. friend that was with us and I knew he was going to take off as soon as I said, go. Yeah. So just me versus <laughs> me versus me. And I, mm -hmm. I think that's amazing that you're going for that. Cause I mean, you accomplished so much already, you know, coming out of, you know, most people and, I, and people, everybody's different everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own safe. Everyone has their own happy place. But a lot of people that come out of something like you did take it safe afterwards. I've seen it go mm -hmm. two different ways. Normally it's either like they take it safe because, Oh, I made it. I want to make sure I have a long life, everything else. And other ones mm -hmm. like, 
I almost died and I've got nothing to like write home about. Let's see what I can do, you know? And all of a sudden it's like, they're doing every crazy thing they can think of. And, you know, it's amazing to see someone say, okay, I need to live. I like the punishment. Apparently (laughs) we all do, (laughs) you know, yeah, yeah. It's amazing (laughs) to see that just, you know, get out there and live. And I mean, make sure, you know, we only get one life. So we, we got to have fun with it. I mean, it's, you know, one of those things, like I always tell when I always love that saying where, you know, I don't want to, when I, when I die, I don't want to go to my grave with a nice pristine. I want my body to be wrecked when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to put it through everything and beat it up as bad right. as I can before, you know, you know, I want to be yeah. together by duct tape <laughs> and a prayer by the time I'm done with this thing. So. <laughs> Yep. So I, I do this weekend and then going into June, I get to take my brother on his first OCR. Um, he has never done, well, he, he did the zombie run with me um, years ago, mm-hmm. but he's never done an actual OCR race. So I am taking him to where my first race was back to Mad River Run, the Mad River Mountain, Savage, and I'm going to give him a real eye opener. <laughs> nice. So we got a nice dinner on the line. He claims he's going to beat me in the obstacles. Um, he has done nothing to train. <laughs> so there's been a lot of shit talking going on. That's um, the way to do it. But uh, I keep asking him uh, if he's working extra hours because I'm going to have a nice dinner after this race. So <laughs> Nice. That's the way to do it. I couldn't get any of my siblings to do it. I've been able to get a couple of my nieces to do it, but never never any of my siblings are like yeah no you're mine but <laughs> yeah he 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 told me he, he's like I, he goes i just can't get motivated he goes i my medication all that's changing and he goes i just i can't he goes but thank you for getting me out on the course he goes even though it hasn't happened yet, he goes thank you for getting me out yeah. so that's and- still something sometimes it just sometimes people just need a push and you know it's one of those things that sometimes they just need that push and i mean they may love it and they may hate it i mean i had one niece that just loved it and another one's like this is Mm -hmm. stupid you know but yeah that's what i told him i was like it it, this this might be what you need Mm -hmm. to get you going i was like it took one ocr race and i was addicted Mm -hmm. i was like and i haven't quit since i was like this this is my getaway I was like, my husband might not do them all with me. I was like, but I still go out and do them because this is what I need. Yep. And see, that's one thing my wife won't do at all. She's like, nope. But we, we have an agreement that if I get to travel for OCR races, she gets mm-hmm. vacations. <laughs> so that's why most of the OCRs I do are Hawaii, Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she wants to do Florida and it's like, mm-hmm. Everyone's like, why do you pick these ones? I'm like, because they're all vacation spots that my wife can go on vacation. Why? And, and I get to do our Spartan races. So, but so that was the agreement we came up with. So if I get to travel for the race, <laughs> he gets a vacation. So that works. Well, I convinced my husband to do Hawaii with me. Nice. So, and it's when his you... first Spartans. So he's never done Spartan. No, oh. he's done Savage, but he's never done Spartan. Are you and doing Hawaii whole... this year? Yes. Oh. In August. He's doing, doing all the whole three? weekend. Yep. <laughs> I will be there. I wasn't going to, but um, now another one of my trips got canceled. So um, Hawaii got added. 
So the second my wife's like, nice. wait, you don't have to go on this trip. And I'm like, no, she's like, Hawaii it is. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, which is going to be interesting because I'm doing the, the, the Seattle trifecta. Okay. And the week before, isn't it? Yes. So I'm doing the Seattle trifecta <laughs> and Wednesday flying out for Hawaii right after oh. doing Seattle to do the Hawaii trifecta the very next weekend. So that's going to be brutal. I was going to follow up with West, West Virginia, but my husband told me no. So, yeah. which I understand because we just spent a buttload on Hawaii. So, yeah, I'm doing that and then kind of taking a break for a couple of weeks because then I'm doing the, mm-hmm. Iron, the half Ironman in Seattle in September. Okay. Okay. So, which is going to be amazing, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. So. But that's my new thing this year is I'm I'm still doing the OCR, but now I'm challenging myself something else and doing the 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 trifectas, which or no the triathlons, which by the way, okay. triathlons a lot more expensive. Really? Just the bike. <laughs> oh my gosh! I got lucky. I got one. My father-in-law found one. It's like a three thousand dollar bike, and he paid ten bucks for it at a garage sale, and it cost me three hundred bucks to get it tuned up. <laughs> But I'm looking at some of those people like, you got to get this bike or this bike. And I'm like, that bike costs more than my first five cars put together. I mean, <laughs> no, it's crazy. So, but so it's, that's awesome that you got your husband to do it. So, and it'll be cool. I, hopefully I'll be able to meet you in Hawaii, you know, in person. So I'll be there. I would say when you're there, there, go to Hawaii, Spartan, Ohana. Okay. Look up that group. They are the most amazing group in Hawaii. That's who I race with every time I'm in Hawaii is the Hawaiian Spartan Ohana. So okay. if we, I think I friend requested you while we were talking, so I can okay. add you to the group too. <laughs> you know, if you, yeah, accept me as a friend, I'll add you to Hawaii. All right. Hawaii <laughs> They're an amazing group of people. I love, they're, they're definitely my people when I'm over there. So they're amazing. So yeah. I keep trying to get more hard than scars out to this side, you know, of the, this, the, the country so that I, cause I've yet to race with them. Yeah. They are working on it. Um, I know they are doing the 5k, uh, virtual run. Um, they're trying to raise money to get out that way. Um, so, uh, I know they've been sharing it like crazy, um, trying to get people to sign up. So, which anybody who's listening to this, if you haven't signed up for it, go do it yes, we'll absolutely dawn put a link into the the, the thing <laughs> so he, he he'll listen to he'll know he'll do it hopefully he's putting him into everything so which reminds me yeah. right after this i need to go sign up for that oh um <laughs> it's no it's amazing i i love more heart than scars i love seeing everything they do i mean they're, they're such an amazing group um they're so helpful to everyone which a lot of people you know anyone that listens to bsnet from the very beginning which gosh it's been five years now or something crazy i don't remember i started it but i don't remember any of that (laughs) but it's uh we've always been about helping we've always been Mm -hmm. about helping and when when dawn you know partnered up with more heart than scars i was like who are these people but (laughs) once i got to know who joey and zach and everybody else which unfortunately i've never met any of them in person but just seeing what they do and, and what they stand for and what more hearts and scars is i'm like yes these are our people these are the people that we want to we need to align ourselves with because mm-hmm. they're amazing you know to see them help people and i mean because like i said that's always been one of my visions i can remember the one a race i did with friends where we had this we're like we're going to do this super in this amount of time we're going to finish and blah 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 and 
about three quarters of the way through the race, we came across some, a girl that was having major issues. I mean, she was just, she was ready to quit. And without even saying a word, the three of us looked at each other and the whole idea of finishing by whatever time was out the window. And we're like, this girl's finishing this race, mm-hmm. you know, and we just stopped and helped her through the entire thing. And she's looking at us like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, cause you needed help. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean? Why? You know? <laughs> so, and that's why I love more heart than scars. Cause they don't ask why they're just like, you need help. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. You know, and that's that. Those are the people that I love. So yeah, any of them, you you catch them running solo, they'll they'll stop and they'll help you no matter what. Um, it's it's not just about them, and they're they're out there to help everybody. Yeah. Um, just this past weekend in Montana, um, I was actually finishing up the sprint. Um, and there's actually a special needs girl. She's trying to get up the slip wall. Somebody was behind her trying to help her get up. And I normally don't do the slip wall. I always usually walk by it. Um, usually I'm with the team, but this weekend, all three times I went up it, but I got, I went up it one last time, seen her struggling. I thought about going down. I turned around. I held my hand out, you know, I was like, Hey, give me your hand. I was like, throw your leg up here. We're going to get you up here. She got up there. She's like, Oh my God, that was so hard. Thank you. Gave her a high five. I was like, good job. I was like, keep up the hard work. It's like, next time you get it on your own. She was so happy. Yeah, I was like, I was like that's an accomplishment all on something. I was like, that, that was worth, that was worth every minute. And it's worth more than any medal, you know. And mm-hmm. that's what's amazing about it is like once you do that, I mean, it's worth more than any medal to be able mm-hmm. to, to see that joy on someone's face when you help them. I mean, it's like oh, absolutely, you know that that's what I need. You know, I, I, I need to see the joy in someone's face for helping them. I, I can't walk mm-hmm. by and just be like, oh, well, sucks for you. I mean, that's just not my personality. And that, I think that was the hardest part when I did the competitive races mm-hmm. because I saw people struggling and I'm like, but when you're running competitive and you have that red heart headband, mm-hmm. accept help. <laughs> so right. just like, you know, just go, go, go. Um, and that's the hardest part, honestly, when, when you run competitive is just having that whole mental Mm-hmm. difference of no i can't help but you know and that's that's why i only run competitive occasion and it's only on the races where i know i'm out there alone mm-hmm. you know I, i'll get like i did san antonio just recently where i ran you know i knew i was the only person there i didn't mm-hmm. know anybody else that was racing you mm-hmm. know so it's like i'm fine with but then i still had tom Mam- mamming was out there helping somebody and i stopped and i'm like yep. tom you need help and <laughs> He's like, no, no, we're good. And it's just like, you know, because I, I couldn't help myself because for one, I love Tom. Tom is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he just keeps doing race after race. I don't know how that guy does so many. Um, yeah. You know. Every time he posts something, I was like, hey, Tom, you forgot to pick me up on along the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so, we need to work on this. <laughs> yeah. So I saw him in San Antonio and he, he had a guy that was struggling and I'm like, you guys need help. And he's like, no, we got it. And it's just like, you know, but then I still almost felt bad. Like I almost wanted to go back to be like, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. especially considering the second day when I'm wearing my more heart than scars, you know, Jersey, I'm like, I kind of feel like I should go back, but, <laughs> you know. but that was San Antonio was weird too. Cause it was like, you said the laps that gave me ni- the, the relapse and remembers of San Antonio mm-hmm. and nightmare that was because the super, they called it the, uh, the ultra super. Mm-hmm. because they found out like a week beforehand that they couldn't, they didn't have enough room for the super. Mm-hmm. So they just made it a two laps of the sprint and then added a couple extra obstacles. So it ended up yeah. being a super with 54 obstacles. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
It was. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> oh, it was. But I was like, if I found out there was another one, I'd probably go. But <laughs> it was awful. But in in a way that's like, okay, I need to train some hard, train harder because by the time you finish the first lap, I th- you think I missed two obstacles through that first lap, first lap, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Went to do the second lap. Your arms are smoked. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, okay, now go do them all again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you start failing because your arms are smoked, but now I got to do 30 burpees for everyone. I fail. So my arms are smoked mm-hmm. more by the time it came to like the, the bender, I had major issues. Cause I couldn't even get like my right hand to grip mm-hmm. around the bar to pull myself up. So I was almost having to like throw my whole arm up there to get it with my elbow to pull me up because I couldn't get my hand to grip around it. Cause it just wanted <laughs> my hand would like hit it and you had to go. Bleh. Right. Yeah, that's not good. You know, no, not but, at all. <laughs> so it was, it was definitely interesting. And I'm like, Oh, well, this is a, this is a new thing. And then I got to come back tomorrow and do the sprint and go for a third lap. Great. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But we do that. That's why we do it. We want to test ourselves. Mm-hmm. We want to see what we can do. And I mean, you know, like I said, you have those some weekends where you're just like, this is my weekend to see what I can do. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other ones where you're like, you know, I'm going with the team. Let's, mm-hmm. let's all go. You know, you know, it's like the, the backdraft. You go, I go. We're all going. Right. So, which is amazing. So is there anything else you wanted to talk about? You know, I mean, it, it's a hearing your story is just amazing to hear, you know, you go through all that and not, cause that's one of the hardest things is you see someone go through that. And I've seen so many people just be like, Nope, this is it. We're done. I'm done. You know, all those plans mm-hmm. I had, everything I was going to do. Well, now I've had this. Now I have these issues. Now the medication's doing this and that now I'm done. And to see you just be like, no, now this is like, you know, a true Spartan, you know, a true obstacle course racer. You're like, this is just another obstacle. For me to figure out yeah. how to get past, get over, do whatever I have to do. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. It's just another obstacle. I mean, I've had so many setbacks. Um, I've, I mean, the treatments itself, like it, it did, like I said, it beat me down. Um, it actually threw my thyroid off. So like I'm on thyroid medication for the rest of my life. Um, I'm dealing with headache issues all the time now. They actually diagnosed me with like two different tension headaches or migraines or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them. So now I'm on a seizure medication and like two other medications. <laughs> um, but like I keep getting knocked back down, but I just, I right back up. It may be a week, it may be two weeks, but like, I don't, I don't stop. I don't quit trying. Um, so it, it's, like you said, it's, it's another obstacle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it sucks. It feels like you're starting over every time. And I mean, I have every excuse in the book just to throw in the towel and say, screw it and not do anything at all. And that's why I tell people all the time. And like, I threw, I throw that at my brother all the time because he's like, Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I was like, listen, I was like, look at all the shit that I've just been through. And I'm still trying day to day. I was like, every day is not going to be perfect. No. It's like, you just got to pick up and you got to go. I was like, I was like, you get those voices in your head. I mean, it, it, it's a mental game too. You, you got to quit listening to this. That, that voice in your head is so strong. Yes. But you got, it's right here. This is what you got to listen to. 
this is stronger than this. Yeah. And you got to remember that. And that's but, why more uh, heart than scars. You got to have yes. more heart. Right. So, you know, uh, just going through it, uh, you got to like day, day to day, just keep pushing no matter how many times you get knocked down. <laughs> it's it's going to be a struggle. I mean, if things were easy, everybody do it. Yep. Um, but you know, some people want it more than others and it's just, it, it depends how bad you want it. Yeah. Um, this year, you know, I, I've had, I had this year planned out. Um, I know I'm finishing my race season, um, with central Florida. Uh, I plan on doing my first two age groups in central Florida and then finishing the season off with a sprint, uh, with more heart and scars, finishing off with my team to end the season off. Um, and then going into next year, um, just, um, taking on like the decas, uh, trying to take a chat, take, take a different route. I mean, I'm going to still do like some OCRs and stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try something different. Um, and save up for 2024. Uh, I want that to be my comeback OCR year. Um, Cause I want to go to Greece, but I need to work on other areas also, but no, um, got to quit having those, those setbacks and got to keep pushing. So until then, <laughs> yeah. I just, despite. But, which is amazing. I mean, that's one of the things, like I said, your, your, your story is inspirational for the fact that you have so many things thrown at you that like, Hey, here's your, here's another excuse. And you're like, cool, I'm not taking it. You know, right. <laughs> and that's what's, that's, what's amazing about it. I mean, it's so inspiring to watch that, you know, where someone, and I, I've seen, you know, so many things with people like that, where the, the smallest little thing gets thrown at them, they're like, okay, I'm done. You know, and I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it in the past. And, you know, seeing someone like you who had so much thrown at her and then she's like, yeah, okay, cool. You can try and stop me, but no, I'm, I'm continuing. I'm moving. I'm going forward. I'm going to kick ass. Yeah. Cause I was a two months, not even two months after my last treatment, I was savage yeah. December, two months after treatment. I didn't have no strength. I could barely breathe when I was running, but I was on that course. Well, and I, I think that's what a lot of people may not understand when we're talking about this. We're not even a year out from you being finished with treatment, right? No, we're going to two years. It'll be two like, years, uh, two years in September. So it'll be two years in September. So even then, yes. I mean, it's still you're a year and a half out from cancer treatment, from mm-hmm. everything else, and you're did Montana trifecta weekend. Mm-hmm. You know that is amazing. That is that's pushing yourself. Like you said, though, you, you even had them tell you, you were going too far, but it happens. I mean, it's one of those things for, you know, people like you and, you know, um, people in the true OCR people are like, no, this is my, this is what I do. You're not taking this from me, you know, and you just kept doing it. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. I am. Yeah. That's amazing. So I can't wait to meet you in person because yeah, that's you're inspiring. (laughs) as can be so which is awesome i mean i love seeing that and i love seeing spartans that's why i love seeing spartans and all of our people is we have that mentality of well there, there's a you know one of my favorites is i don't know if you've ever seen casey um he's over here on the west coast a lot he's no legs um great guy he has a thing rise up with casey and all that and i can remember even the first time i saw him like i was totally wrecked you know it's when i was bigger i was mm-hmm. almost you know like 280 whatever came around a corner and I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm quitting and come around a corner and there's Casey, no legs, just going right along. And I'm like, well, 
guess I have no excuse anymore. So <laughs> yeah, I actually I in, in Charlotte, I, I challenged myself. Um, we didn't have any wheelchairs that weekend. And uh, so I went, I don't, I on the Hercules hoist. I was like, I'm going to do the men's bag. Did the men's bag. No problem. Up, down, no problem. So we get to the Atlas carry. I do the, the women's ball, carry that around. I look at the men's ball. I was like, I'm going to give this a go. Took me a minute to get up. I looked at it right up, carried it around, dropped it down. I was like, I have more strength than I think I do. Hmm. <laughs> you're killing it. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing to see, like I said, they threw obstacles at you and you're like, eh, let's see what I can do with this, you know? And it, not that it's easy. And I mean, I don't want to make people think that, you know, I'm trying to say, no, it, it sounds like everything you went through. And I mean, we talked about it throughout this. I mean, it was, it was a rough road. But when the road got got bumpy, you just kept going. You, you're like, mm -hmm. okay, it's going to be rough. It's going to be tough. I'm going to push through it. I'm going to keep going. And that's that's what amazes me with people like you. I mean, it's just you, you're yeah, you're an inspiration. You did amazing. So thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, unless you have anything else, you know, um, we're almost to that hour where Dawn starts yelling at me. So. All the listeners hear that every episode that Don's going to yell at me again. Probably he's been yelling at me for 40 years, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> like I said, we met in preschool. It's yeah, we've been friends ever since. And this has always been, I'm the talker and he's the one that always has to deal with all the things that I, I do when I talk. So, <laughs> so it's been amazing talking to you. Like I said, um, give Don a couple smacks this weekend when you see him, I'm going to, I will, I'm looking forward to, to meeting you in person in Hawaii. We're definitely going to have to go yes, out. Yes, absolutely. You know, do something. I mean, go for a run on the beach or something. I don't know. I don't drink till after the Spartans normally. So, well, I, I don't drink, but uh, okay. I'll have a nice uh, can of uh, liquid death or something. Make it look go. like I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah, those do look like a beer. Every time I see them, I'm like, it looks like Right? <laughs> so. Blending with the crowd. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right well it's been amazing talking to you like i said i can't wait to meet you in person and um yeah we'll talk again soon all right thanks for having me thanks for listening to the beast net podcast if you haven't done it yet find us on facebook like and share the podcast give us a review on itunes or spotify all these things will help to expand the show in the future don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear yeah.